Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Ramah Word of Faith, the Word Church. You know, we're going to talk today about the promises of God. We've been talking about um, how does all this work together? That when, when you become a believer, are there promises that go with being a believer? <laughs> and, you know, right before we started, you were talking about a saying that you've heard before and what is hit, hit us with yeah that. we're gonna we're gonna title this this message do bread come with that so you know usually in this country we accustomed to having bread with all of our meals and even in the hoods you know you can go to one of those hood restaurants they're gonna give you some chicken some fries and some bread and this lady went in there and she noticed her bread wasn't in her dish and she went up to the counter and said excuse me but do bread come with this and, and that's what a lot of Christians, they don't realize what comes with salvation, what comes with being a child of the Most High God, what comes with being redeemed, reconciled, and restored to God. They think it's just get saved, go to heaven. Well, get saved and wait till you go to heaven. Yeah, yeah, wait, wait you know, till you go. Yeah, wait till you go to heaven. Long as best you yeah, can. Just, just endure. Just hold on to God's <laughs> unchanging hand till I get home, back to, uh, to heaven. But Jesus said something. He says, I came that you may have life. And life more abundantly right here. So in the scripture says, if you're a stranger to your covenant, you're without hope. And here's another one. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. And, and that's knowledge of, of their covenant. Again, God is a covenant keeping God. A covenant is back what you said early, us making promises. We promise allegiance to you, Father God, through our Lord and Savior Jesus. Get it? Our Lord and Savior Jesus. And he said, well, I promise to never leave you nor forsake you. Now, it's a whole lot in that, never leave you nor forsake you. That's never leave you an orphan, never leave you, I never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging bread, never leave you without provision, never leave you captive by anything that could have any, remember the scripture said, Jesus said this in 1 John, but it says this in 1 John, for this purpose was the son of man manifested, referring to Jesus, and it says to destroy the works of the devil. So as a child of God, Anything that comes to kill, steal, and destroy you, you have a right as a blood-bought child of God to be delivered and set free from it. But a lot of people don't understand that because they, under, they, don't, they, under, they don't understand God's a covenant God. And he's given us, it says in Peter, exceeding great and precious promises. If you don't know what the promises are concerning the, the purchase of uh, you, Right. You'll, you'll just run around thinking, oh, I'll get mine when I get to heaven. Well, you know, it's funny because you said, you know, do bread come with that? You know, a lot of times people say, does salad come with that? Or what, right, what whatever. comes with that? What comes you know? What's one of the sides? And, and I think that there's nothing better than describe the Christian life as that. What comes with this? Right. You have Jesus. What comes with this? What what does that mean? What what do What comes with having Jesus? And clearly, it's all of the promises of God. Every single one of them. And 
as you said, never leave you nor forsake you. And that's just as simple as no matter where I am, no matter what I'm doing, no matter what is happening, he is with me. He'll never leave me. You know, our friends, you, the old saying that you find out who your friends are when things get tough. You know, there's yeah. the people in your life that you think are your friends and then something bad happens, things get a little tough and they're nowhere around. And he says, I'll never leave you. It doesn't matter how tough it gets. It doesn't matter how right. rough it gets. It doesn't matter what the world's saying about you. I will never leave you. I will never turn on you. Sometimes, you know, your friends are the quickest ones to turn on you. He says, I'll never forsake you. I'll never turn on you. And so all of these promises that God has, and that's what we're going to spend the next couple of days looking at, is what comes with this. What are the promises that come with being a child of God? You use the example, and we were talking about this before we came on the air, that if you came into my house, as much as we know each other, as much as we like each other, my children can come into our house. They have a key to the house. They don't live there, but they got a key. They can come in. They can head right straight to the refrigerator. They can turn on the TV. They still have a bed in their bed, their old bedroom. They can go into that bed. They can throw their stuff on that bed. They can lay on that bed. And that's just a right. That's a privilege of being in my household. That comes with being a Hoyt. Right. And now <laughs> if you show up, and particularly if I'm not there. And <laughs> I'm your brother in Christ. I'm a brother from another right. mother. You're, you're in the family of God. Right. But you show up at the house and somehow you find the key yeah. and come wandering in. Somebody's probably going to wonder why you're there. Same way if I show up at the Haney household. Right. And I, want, I just wander in, start rummaging through the refrigerator, find the bed and throw myself down Say, on it. Hey, hey, brother in Christ. <laughs> somebody's probably going to wonder what I'm doing right. there. But yet your children can come there and it's no big deal. And, and, just, and we were relating that to we're children of the Most High God. Right. So and anything so that the Father that, has. Right. And actually. There are privileges with being a Haney. There are privileges with being a Hoyt. Well, the scripture said that, and I can't say it any better than it says in the book of Romans. We're heirs with God and joint heirs with Christ. And heir means I inherited what they have. Like your children, they inherited everything in your house. I'm and actually, and actually, yeah, when you go, <laughs> when you expire off this earth, I'm pretty sure the house. I'm going to spend the money and give. Them right, the well, bills. well, but I'm saying inheritance. We've inherited everything that God has through Jesus Christ. And and, and again, God has no sickness. We inherited that, and He has healing. We inherited that, and, and healing is the, the children's bread. Scripture says that. But everything that heaven has, because that's what our Father who art in heaven, everything that it, heaven has belongs to us. That's why he said in Matthew uh, 16, 19, whatsoever things you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loose in heaven, meaning it's yours. He said the kingdom is yours. So everything God has and through Christ Jesus, we're an heir of it. So I was talking to someone this morning about, God's will being done on earth as is done in heaven. And I was like, well, is anybody sick, broke, disenfranchised in heaven? And they everybody thought about it and said, no. Well, that's what God's will for is on the earth. And, and when I say on the earth, for people. But most of all, for his people. Because he says, I never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging bread. So God, the scripture says there's things that accompany salvation. I want to know, inquiring minds want to know what accompanies salvation. 
what are some of the things that come with it? Right. See, all the promises of God that come with it, so often this is why Christians live defeated. This is why Christians live way below where God wants them to live. Is because we almost act like we're just like poor family members who don't have any right to anything, who don't have any right to come into the house and and access all the promises of God, access all the things that God has. As we were talking before, there there are promises, there are privileges of being in the Haney household, there are privileges of being in the Hoyt household, and you could access, you could live as if you couldn't access those things the same way in the house of God. We are the children of God. We have access to all of the promises of God. We have access to everything that he has. And yet we so often live as if we don't believe that, that we don't have that right. You know, well, well, I wanna... all the promises. And the one I like, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There are a lot of things in life that can get us down. There are a lot of adversities in life that can get us down. There are a lot of things that happen to us, financial challenges, illness, all kinds of things that could get us down. But when we realize that the promise is I can do all things through Christ, that now I realize I don't have to let those things get me down. I don't have to let those things defeat me. Because he is greater than all of those things. And he will see me through all of those things. And I can do what I need to do. When God calls somebody to a task, he gives them the ability to do it. He gives them the resources to do it. He never calls us without giving us the resources that do to do what it is that he wants us to do. He equips everybody he calls. And when we realize that, the days when you feel like, man, I should quit. The days you feel like, is this worth going on? And the days that you wonder if you can do it, just to realize I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, not because of me, but because of him, because he is the one that Rich, strengthens well, me. Richard, I don't have to rely on myself. You were I can talking rely about, on him. You were talking about promises. And in Ephesians, not Ephesians, though. First Peter say he's given us exceeding great and precious promises through the knowledge of him. And and that's finding out about him. You're gonna find out what's in your covenant, what comes with salvation. But then over in Corinthians it says, All the promises in him are yes and amen. Always yes. And you said something earlier, you were speaking about believing. That's where the rubber meets the road. Do you believe that? That's why we call ourselves believers. And that's why the Bible says the just shall live by faith. That's why it says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That's why we call this broadcast faith on fire. That's how you access the promises by and through faith. In Hebrews, I believe, 11, 12, it says the, the faith heroes. It says by faith and through faith, so-and-so did this. They did that and did, did this. Abraham believed God. It was counted him for righteousness. You have to take God's word and him and his word are one as seed. And you got to plant that truth because his word is the truth, which is the highest form of reality. Everything has to submit to the truth. That's why Jesus said you should know the truth and the truth will make you free. So anything that has you bondage, stinking thinking, sickness, low self-esteem, all that, just apply the truth to it. It's like a medicine. Ooh, the scripture says his word is like a medicine. So you got to apply that medicine, that truth to your issue. And let God be true. And we all have different issues. Yeah, right, right. And, and let the truth do its thing. 
because that's what's going to set you free. So all the promises are yes and amen, but you have to appropriate the faith that's in you to that truth. Remember, and he, Scripture says in Romans, he's given everyone a measure of faith or the measure of faith. So everybody starts off with this measure, but you can increase that measure or decrease that measure, as, and you should be developing it because the Scripture says we go from faith to faith to glory to glory. So you have to get in God's word, start meditating on it day and night, start speaking it. Bible, God taught Abraham how to speak. He told Abraham, Abraham, call those things that be not as though they were. Ooh, let the sick say that I'm what? Healed. Yeah, let the poor say that I'm rich. You got to start opening your mouth and declaring the promises of God. So death and life is still in the power of the tongue. And whatsoever man says... If you don't doubt it in his heart, but believe the things he says shall come to pass. That's the word of God. Those are laws that God already set, set up. So it's to our advantage to be students of the scripture and learn what the promises are. Learn what God's word and says. And choose to believe it. You know, we talk and choose to believe it. <laughs> and yeah. choosing to believe it because you have to. You, God can call you to do something and you might think that you can't do it. On your own, you may be right. On your own, you may not be able to do it. But he didn't call you to do it on your own. He said, I will see you through. I can well, do all and things here's through him who And here's the deal. Me. Him and his word, I, you just said, God said, I will. God and his word are like wet and water. We can't, just like I can't separate you from your word. If you say, Vince, I will be there. I'm going to have to put some faith in what you said. Well, God's in his word. His word is the word, the Bible. You can't separate him from that. So if he says you can do all things through Christ, through me who strengthens you, you got to go ahead and believe that. You have to apply that and say, okay, God, you said I can do this. I can do this because you said it. I'm going to let you be true and everything else be a fact. <laughs> and you got to roll with that. So Yeah, and, and you know, just to kind of finish up this promise, we can – choose to believe that we can't do it and on our own we might not be able to do it but we can also choose that it's not about what i can do it's about what he can do and he has told me that i can do all things through <laughs> and him. that just reminded me of the thought i just forgot you just reminded me of it when you just said that back to what he said he'll do it in you his word says in thessalonians it says the word of god works See, the word of God works effectively in those who believe. Right. So God's word, because God and his word are one, his word is going to do the work. But it's only going to do the work in those who believe. That's those who apply their faith to it. So you're right. You probably can't do it, but just take God at his word. Let the word work. I tell people all the time, our labor is in the word of God. Just let the just word work. Yeah, just believe just it. Believe it's gonna work. And, and the word will work. It don't, it's going to demonstrate itself. Remember, in the beginning was the word. The word became flesh. The word will become flesh in you and manifest. Well, see, the perfect example is, is the Israelites, after they leave Egypt, they go up to the promised land. They send spies into the land. And God has said to them, I will give you this land. Okay, I'll so take they, it. They send the spies in. Ten of them come back and say, we can't do it. We can't do it. We're just like... We're like grasshoppers in their eyes. We're just so small. We're so weak. We can't do it. Joshua and Caleb come back and say, wait a minute. God's, God says he's going to give this to us. 
We can do it. We're gonna change that from Joshua to Caleb to Richard and Vince. We came back with a with a good report, the right. report of the Lord, because he said, "I'm giving it to you." And so I just gotta agree with him. Right. So here's the thing: is that in their own, on their own, those ten were right. They couldn't do it on their own. They were too weak. They didn't have the arms. They didn't have the army. But guess what? God didn't say, hey, it's up to you. God said, I'm going to give you the land. What they needed to do was to choose to believe God right. that he was and, going and I'm to say give this. them the choose land. Choose to believe the report of the Lord or the word of God. Because they never saw God. They just got a word that God said, this is yours. The, the 12 was supposed to communicate that to the masses. Well, 10 of them came and communicated something, communicated something totally different. Two of them, Joshua and Caleb, well, they were going Richard by and Vince. Sight. Right, right, right. Well, well, two of them was going by the word. Well, we, we, we walked by but faith, I mean, not by sight. by sight. But, but two, so. Two went by faith. Two went by faith, which they acted on the word of God. But Remember, see, the this, word of God works effectively. A, and this is the thing about for each of us, because our sight, and this is where the rubber meets the road oh. for people on a day-to-day -day basis. Our sight says one thing. Our faith in God says something else. So our sight says, you can't do this. It's never going to work. And our faith says, God has called me to this, so he's going to make it work. He's going to see me through. He's going well, to do the work. And when we talk about sight, when the Bible refers to sight, so much you have five senses, what you see, touch, feel, taste, hear. When you're talking about faith, you're on a whole nother level now. You're in a whole nother realm. And God is a faith God. His word is... If he say he sent this word, we talked about that the other day with the centurion. He said, uh-uh, you ain't got to come. J just send your word. Send a word. And we know that right now the president can declare war by sending a word. I declare war. It's on. That's what happens when you have authority and when you believe the words that are coming out of your mouth or the word of God, which proceeds out of your mouth. It has authority. So if God says by his stripes you're healed, you need to declare that. If somebody prayed over you the prayer of faith, which it says in John, James, shall heal the sick, and you said, I believe I received that, now you got to start talking like that, like Abraham. He said, Abraham, I'm going to make your father in many nations. So from this point on, Abram, your name is not Abram anymore. It's Abraham. Well, Abraham means father of many nations. So every time Abraham said his new name, hey, my name is Abraham, he was just basically saying, my name is father of many nations. Right. But you don't got I no kids. But, but in the natural, Abraham, you ain't got no kids. That's Not okay. My name is Abraham. <laughs> I'm calling. Remember, I, this Bible says God gives life to the dead, and he called those things that be not as though they were. Abraham was calling those things that were not as they was. God said they were going to be. Fathers, many nations. And that's what you got to say. When, when somebody prayed to you or you believe in God for something, you got to now speak, have your words in line with that because death and life, are in the power of your words. The Bible says by your words, you'll be justified. By your words, you'll be condemned. That's why God said, the scripture says, in the beginning was the word. And we, in this, I'd like to keep it simple. In Genesis, that's how God created everything. He just spoke a word. Right. So, but he, the words he spoke were faith-filled. They were the truth. So when we just, we're, we're imitators of the father, remember? We're in the family. If daddy said it, daddy told me to talk like this. Daddy said me to say this. I, well, I can do what daddy said I can do. So if he says, by his stripes I'm healed, or I can do all things through Christ, I need to believe that and start speaking that and start having my thoughts in line with that. Because if not, the devil's going to, he's going to 
set up this this flip chart and he's gonna say you know what you got this is what you got you got that 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 and he's like no i ain't got that he's then he'll he'll increase it well this runs through your family right here and he'll, he'll present to you he'll give you a big presentation and he, oh, he wants you to sign for the package and you got to say no i got what god says i have i have divine health <laughs> i have by jesus christ i'm healed i have you got i have the promises of god and remember we just talked about the israelites the promises that he gave them all was good. It's just 10 of them, 10 leaders just refused to accept it. Right, they didn't believe And then they, they, they communicated what they could logically come up with out of their senses to the congregation. But the two, Joshua and Caleb, the scriptures say they stilled the people. Meaning they say, hey, y'all, y'all calm down. Y'all calm down. Still the people. He said, no, it, because the Lord be for us, we, we can do this. And which it, two got to the promised land? Well, out yeah, of all of them. But yeah, yeah, them two, Joshua and Caleb. But just know, the majority wanted to stone Joshua and Caleb. Right. Richard and Vince. For what? Speaking the truth. Because the truth was what God said. And that's what we're doing at Faith on Fire. We're speaking what God says. And, and yes, persecution comes with speaking the truth. Ask Jesus. Ask John. He got his head cut off for speaking the truth. And many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of all of them. We have to say this on this broadcast because we know the devil hates this broadcast. He hates what we're doing, but we have to still be built up and say no weapon that's formed against us shall prosper. Any tongue that rises up in judgment shall be condemned. This is the uh, heritage of the righteous. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers out of them all. I've given you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. Nothing shall by any means harm me. I have to declare this all the time because I know I'm a threat to the devil. Because the devil wants you not to believe the word of God. He don't want you in the promised land. He don't want you to have the promises. Again, the promised land for them was a physical one. For us, it's the promises of God. He don't want you to have it, so he want to shut your mouth up. Shut that prophet's mouth up. Don't let him speak what thus said the Lord. Because whatever you speak, thus said the Lord, going to come to pass. Remember? Because his words, when it comes out of anybody's mouth, it doesn't return void. Centurion again. Just speak a word. I know how words are. He said, I use them all the time. I have a whole regiment coming after you by saying charge. <laughs> right. Yeah, as soon as I say yeah. that. As soon as I say charge, it's on. I better watch. I, <laughs> I can't just be throwing out charge just on GP because these guys might just start charging. So he understood the power of words. You know, and, and another promise that I really like is Luke eleven thirteen. He says, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? But what do you say after that later? Oh, ye of little what? Faith. Yeah, it's all about faith. See, and but you know, faith. how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Your power source. There you go. See, the power we've been source. About this the last few days is where does the power to we live? We always talk from? about the Holy Spirit because that's Holy our power Spirit. source. That's where all the power to right. do all these things comes from. And, and I, so, this is a promise of God. If if us, you and I, we're both fathers. If we, being the people we are, know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more hey. is he going to give the Holy Spirit to his children? And that's back to, I can do all things through Christ who lives in me. Through Christ is the power of the Holy Spirit. The scripture said in Romans, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. Referring to the Holy yeah, Spirit. Somehow we have lost that. No, that's why we're here. That's why he raised us up to get it back out. Church in America has kind of lost that idea. They better get it back. The Holy Spirit, yeah, he's a nice guy. He wants me to be good. He wants me to be good. He's your power. He he doesn't do those things like he used to. And we've got to get back to the idea that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. And I can do all things through that spirit that dwells inside of me. I mean, how... 
being being the people we are, knowing that we can give good gifts, to our, he says, how much more is the Father going to give the Holy Spirit to his children who ask? We need to asking all the time for the power of God. We need to be believing all the time. And, and for here, the power here's a little revelation. God. And if you aren't filled, there's a thing about having the Holy Spirit. It's like having a cup of water. I can have a cup of water, quarter cup, third of a cup, or a full cup. Don't be. You can come boldly to the throne of grace. Ask the Father to fill you. There's another thing called feel, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Just ask him. Be bold enough because you can come. Remember, you can come in the house and get what you want because you're in the family. Right. So come See, and say, here, fill me up, Lord. Here's the, here's the problem, though. So many people in the it's like you have a key to the house. You're, he said, I give you the keys to the kingdom. And yet you don't go in. In my father's you house are many outside. mansions. It'd be like one of my daughters showing up at our house. Just standing, well, sleeping in the car. My wife's not home. They're thirsty. And they they say, well, you know what? I can't go in and get, and get some water. Because our parents aren't there. But I, I got a key, so I'm just going to sleep in the car. <laughs> right. I'm just going to stay out here and, and be thirsty or whatever, or hungry or whatever and it is. he says, I've given you the keys. Right. We He's locked and unlocked. To right. house. Too many Christians are not living as if they realize I got the keys to the house. And not only that, Richard, the scripture tells us in Philippians that we're citizens of the kingdom of God. I have the right to go in the house. Right. I'm in. I'm an embassy. We're ambassadors. That's See, what... my daughters can go in the house and one of the neighbors could call the police. And when the police show up, my daughters can say, hey. This is my mom and dad's house. Hey, I, I, I didn't break in here. I, I, I use this key. This yeah. House. Here's, here's my ID. I'm a Hoyt. Right. Okay. Well, you're in the family. They're going to leave. They ain't going to arrest you or nothing. They're going to leave because you have a right to, to be there. Right. Because you're in the family. And we have to realize to get a greater revelation that we're in the household, the family of God, which comes with rights and privileges. And Always the devil, say, he might want to try and convince us. You got to stay outside. Of course, he's going to talk right you out to your promises. There. He's you a have, liar. You don't have the right to be there. You you got to be thirsty. You got to be hungry. You can't. You got to. You got. You got to just live with that sickness. It, it is okay. No healing. Bread comes with this. Right. Richard, bread comes with this. Salad comes. With it that comes too. with that healing, deliverance. Uh. Social status. Every promise it that comes he made with that. comes with He it. told Abraham, God had the nerve to tell Abraham, get away from your mother and father, from your kindreds, and go to where I'm going to show you. I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to bless you. You're going to be a blessing. He said, I'm going to do this for you, Abraham. I'm going to make your name great. Everybody going to know your name. Everybody in this Christian should know who Abraham is. And he said, I'm going to prosper you, Abraham. So that's what God can do. So we have exceeding great and precious promises, the, the word of God tells us. So we want to encourage you to latch hold of those promises and don't let the devil steal them from you. Take back everything he stole. We're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. We want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. 
Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.